0: Hey, welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. We are back in the 10 part series of 10 lessons learned in 10 years of private practice. So, in this episode, it will be a little bit different. I will be going live on Instagram and we are going to talk about the feelings of being overwhelmed that leads you to feeling out of alignment. So, let's go ahead and dive in. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and dive in. And so let me take you behind the scenes a little bit. Um, you cannot see one side of my office, but it looks a hot ass mess, right? Um, And the reason I say it looks a mess for me is because y'all know I'm super organized. I like my little boxes and everything in order. However, I find that when it's time for me to travel, especially for work, um, with the length of time that we're actually leaving um, for next week in New York, we'll be gone for a total of seven days and my son is not going. It's just a lot of going on. And then we have three things that are kind of back to back. And so technically I will not be done until like end of September, okay? And so um, what I'm saying is my third and fourth quarter are some of my heavier quarters of the year outside of January when we launch the Academy, usually in the beginning of the year. And this is the time of year where either I'm traveling with family, I'm traveling for business, but I'm also launching or educating people on programs that happen in the end of the year. And so with that said, I had just recorded another podcast episode that I let my text community vote on. And I was talking about how, You want to process some things by yourself. And I'm going to give you a snippet of that podcast episode before I jump into overwhelm versus, um, you know, leading to a state of out of alignment. And what I was sharing in that episode was that I find that what has worked for me in the past is that if I'm feeling a sense of overwhelm, I need to get still, I need to get quiet. And I also don't need to be in the habit of sharing all my thoughts and feelings with people. Right. And it could be people clearly that I trust, my husband, but sometimes I need to get still. I need to ask a question to my higher power. I need to um, put pen to paper or honestly just pace around this damn office and just talk to myself. Right. And talk it out because I've learned that what works for me is having a soundboard. And what sometimes does not work for me is when I share information with people about how I think or how I'm feeling about a decision I need to make, whether it be for my personal life or business. And then they may choose, because I asked, to share their collection of opinions, right? Or something that they've been told. And then I find myself like, let me know if this sounds familiar. When you share stuff with other people sometimes, not realizing who you're sharing it with, when you're sharing it, you may almost feel like you feel more overwhelmed, more tired. You feel like you got a damn headache and you feel like you're back to square one, maybe even negative 10, right? So I have intentionally it on purpose, I was very aware of having conversations with certain groups of people in my circle, knowing damn well that they ain't solved this problem before. So why am I sharing it with them, right? So let's go ahead and go in. So if you see me looking to the left, I'm looking at my notes because I want to make sure that I hit all these points that I scripted out by talking them out on my phone. And I received the download today because I'm in a stage or I'm going to say a state and a stage where... How can I say this? I'm going through another damn harvesting season. So my definition of a harvesting season is that in order for the harvest to come, you got to go out there and plant seeds, right? But when you plant the seeds, I'm going to think about like the cornfield that used to be down the street from my house. They plant the seeds. Eventually they got to come and pick it up. It can be a little rough out there, but then when they pick it up, now you got a lot of crop. Now it makes a lot of money and there's a lot of growth. However, when it's starting to sprout, it could hurt a little bit, right? It could hurt the roots. And it may make the corn feel like it don't want to grow no more. Like, forget it. I'm just going to throw the towel in, right? And that's how I be feeling. That's how I was feeling and still low-key feel right now, which is why I decided through a download that I received from my Lord Jesus Christ saying, "You, you need to share one of these episodes. Maybe you need to ask them what they want to hear, but nevertheless, you need to share one of them live. And I said, well, let's go Instagram. You know, I don't feel like setting up YouTube today. And so let's talk about it. So let's go straight in pay attention to when you're overwhelmed. And so similar to how I do therapy with clients and some of y'all are therapists tuning in is that we teach our clients how to pay attention to mind and like physiological symptoms. So psychological and physiological symptoms. So if I recall like from aggression replacement training therapy, right? When I used to work in the jail and in the community with the kids is that I loved how kids would ask me like, well, why are you teaching me about two different triggers? Technically three. But one trigger has two stages. So the first trigger is usually like mindset triggers, right? So mindset triggers can be internal or external. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, something to think about is, is it coming from within or is it coming from outside, internal versus external? So internal would be you're doubting yourself. You're telling yourself you can't do it. You're telling yourself you tire, tired, right? But that ain't the truth. That's just what you're telling yourself. Then external is somebody else telling you, you ain't gonna be shit. Somebody else telling you that, you nah, you need stability, sis. You ain't gonna make it at your job. Nah, bro, like you ain't about to make it to the NBA. You might as well just stay in school. You know what I'm saying? Like those are external. So then the next phase of what I recall about that cycle, I'm only gonna uh, share the two because related to overwhelm, is that we also helped the clients or the kids at that time understand uh, physiological symptoms. So I would be challenged with the kids and I learned how to answer this question over time. They would say, well, why do you have me Figuring out two different triggers. Isn't the mind enough? And I'm like, see, this is the problem though. You know, and I used to deal with kids that, I mean, when they get mad, they go shoot people. And I'm not exaggerating. Like when they get mad, they from the hood, they from a gang. So what do they do? They go retaliate, right? And I need them to simmer down. (laughs) Okay. And so I may tell them something like, hey, oftentimes things are moving so fast that you don't even realize what's going on in your head. Which means that if you're not aware and conscious enough to understand the thoughts that are going on in your head, whether they were internally placed in there or externally, right, you will just keep moving along and engage in the behavior that you're not supposed to be doing. So what tends to happen, and I always give them an example of if y'all watch The Wood, right, like the OG movie, The Wood, right, is that the kid who was fighting the main character, he had internal and external stimuli, if you remember, triggers, triggers. He had himself saying, oh man, when, when the bell strike three, I got to go in the back of the bleacher. The the brother going to beat me up for slapping his sister. butt." (laughs) if you watch the movie, right, then the external trigger was, and if y'all grew up in the eighties, you know what I'm talking about in the nineties, the circle get around and they like, oh, beat his ass. But you know, like they doing all that stuff, right? That's the internal and external trigger. But what tends to happen is we forget that all of that happens because it happens so quickly. So what's great is you got the second layer, which is your bodily symptoms which is what does your body do when you're in a sense of overwhelm? What does your body do when you get into a state of burnout, especially from a job, if not your damn business, right? So for example, you know, I, the kids will be like, I don't know what my body do. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Right. So I will give them an example of, I wasn't a fighter, but I've had a few fights in my days. Right. Like as a kid, not a lot, but just more so people just coming up to me acting ignorant, you know, over what I wore, colors, like just stupid stuff. And so it turned into fights for no damn reason. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I recall is that I never initiated a fight. I would never walk up to someone and hit them and do stuff like that. Like that just is not my personality. Right. I can actually withhold a lot of tolerance when somebody else is mad. I actually am really good at pissing off the person who wants to fight me because I will stand there and, and say nothing. But my facial expression will say enough. But what tended to happen, and some of y'all may have, you know, felt this if you know you grew up in certain neighborhoods, is that you I would get so angry because I really want to hit them, but I low key don't want to be the one that started it, so I can get in trouble. So I would have one tear come down to eye. And that was my trigger to know, oh, it's over. Like this person better move because it's over for them. And it got to the point where now, even as a grown woman, When me and my husband got together and we were talking about effective communication and talking about how to understand when each other is mad, what do you do when you're mad? Because this is a conversation that I did talk to him about just because of my past relationship with a person really not understanding how I soothe. What what do I look like when I get mad, right? So I end up telling him, yo, when I get in a state of stress that I can't handle, Because I can deal well with high levels of stress, but when it goes over like 7.5, it's over, right? So when I get into high states of stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and or anger, I tend to say nothing. But that's what I used to do as a child. That's what I used to do as a teenager. But why am I sharing this with him and why am I sharing it with you? Because I know that my body will start to shut down. And if my body shuts down, that means that I'm easily triggered. And if I'm easily triggered by the next thing or next person that says something, even if it's not their fault, I will blow TF up, okay? And when I say blow up, it can be, get the fuck out of my face. It can be you in my personal space, I'm about to remove you from it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it can range. But with my husband, it may look like, Well, I need to, in order for me not to do that, I will actually detach myself, take a walk, not leave, but take a walk, come to my office and just sit down. I remember going to the bottom of my stairs at the house like a long time ago and just sitting there and he forgot what my coping skill was. And I'm like, let me be, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So I'm sharing this with you because this happens also in business, but for whatever reason, because you haven't understood the two layers of your triggers to understand when your body is giving out. When you're feeling burnt out, whether it be decisions you're making in your business, whether it be you feeling depleted because you need to hire somebody at the end of the day, you got to pay attention. Okay. So when you feel a state of overwhelm, it actually may indicate the topic of today, which is you're out of alignment. And if you think about alignment, think about a car. If your car needs an alignment, that means your car can't drive straight. So think about it in an analogy of yourself. Let's look at personal life and business or career, whichever one you do, right? If you don't do both. So in your personal life, if you're not walking the path that you're supposed to walk and your steering wheel, your decisions are out of alignment, you're going to end up detouring and you're going to take hella long to get to your destination, right? Hence, some of my decisions that I've made has been because I was so scared to make a decision in that season that made sense for me and my path in that season that I end up detouring and taking longer to get to the even the level that I am at now simply because I didn't trust myself okay so if it's in your business and your personal life like I always tell my clients this is probably the easiest way if you ask me on a coaching call you know how do I know when I need to hire somebody the fact that you asking me the question probably means you need to hire somebody because why are you even thinking about hiring somebody if you don't need to hire one Right. Learn how to trust yourself. So state of overwhelm, again, can directly correlate with you feeling out of alignment and alignment, just like a snowball effect, can turn into a lot of bad decisions in your business, bad decisions in your relationships, in your household with your money. We can keep going. But bottom line is your goal every day should be how can I check myself to make sure I'm in alignment? And to me, the only way that you know you're in alignment is if you view the damn blueprint, the map or whatever you got like a vision board. Right. So for business owners, we should have a business plan. Right. For your personal life, you may have personal goals. You may have places that you want to go, things you want to see, babies you want to have, whatever it is, the choices that you're making right now dictate if those things are going to happen. So my goal has always been in the last like seven-ish years to be within alignment of who I am, who I want to be, and making sure that I'm ultimately happy. But I myself have sometimes found myself saying yes to things or opportunities that are not serving me in this season. Put a one if you're watching live and that like hit you. Have you said yes to something That does not reciprocate an investment back in you. Am I saying that you just shouldn't give out of altruism, out the goodness of your heart? Absolutely not. You should, but there has to be a season where you got to learn how to be selfish. I know that's one big thing we're going to talk about at the conference because we're talking about abundance. You have to be in a season, or I'm going to say you should choose a season where you're allowing yourself to be selfish. And the the season that I'm going through right now is owning my selfish season. That that should have been the name of the damn podcast. I might rename it. Right. This is the season that you should be that you should be selfish. Right. So when we hear selfish, it brings like a negative vibe, right? And that may make you feel out of alignment. But no, reframe it. We, we some of y'all therapists, right? Reframe it. Sometimes you have to be selfish to get the results that you want. So selfish can look like, oh no, I ain't going out. One of my friends, I think she was just listening for a moment. I actually, and that's why I said I'm going through a harvesting season where like, let me just go off script for a second, but it's on topic. Somebody had asked me to do something or like go somewhere, right? And I made the commitment to do so. Now, what's crazy is when the person asked me, they started with a disclaimer saying, yo, I know you got a lot going on, so I don't even know if it's going to happen. That should have been my first red flag to overwhelm the fact that they even knew that I had something going on, right? And I knew it too. So I looked at my schedule and, you know, I'll be acting like I'm superwoman sometimes. Let's be all the way transparent, ladies. Right. So I was like, I can do it. Let me go talk to my husband. Let me look at my kid's schedule. Let me look at actually what I do have to do during those two days, because, hell, it's the middle of my launch for the academy, the last one of the year. But I've done this academy multiple times in my sleep. Right. So I can make it happen. So what did I start to do? I started to make arrangements to fly somewhere. I started to make arrangements in the middle of my goddamn launch to take my laptop without my equipment and then potentially stay at a hotel, have to go find a space where I got to get quiet because I got to do two workshops that is equivalent to three hours of work plus some other meetings that I got to have. I'm trying to do all this shit in 36 hours. That does not make sense. On top of that, I'm adding in another trip right after I'm coming back from a seven day stint on a trip from work away from my son. That don't make sense. Then I got to turn around after that trip that I'm supposed to make right in the middle of my lunch. And then we got a conference a week and a half later. Then after that is your girl's birthday. I got to turn up. I low key want to go to bed because I already booked my room, but that's more self-care. I ain't giving that up. Selfishness is okay. Right. Let me know if you're feeling that. So I had to look at all of that and recognize because September wasn't even done. I was putting in the rest moment on my birthday because then we're launching the whole purpose of this podcast, which is the overwhelm of making a decision of what do I want my business to for real look like in 2023. So after sitting on this decision that I made two to three weeks ago, I started to feel the sense that I did not make the right decision two weeks ago. Like right after I got off the call, I'm like, I don't know if that was the right decision. So the reason why I know there were multiple red flags is because I booked the ticket, but I stalled out on getting my hotel. I stalled out on making a plan to go live. I ain't even told my team that I low-key am going to be gone. The only person I made plans with, which is right, is my husband because of the kids, right? And so I started to feel a sense of overwhelm last week. But when I woke up on Monday, your girl felt depleted. And I said, hell to the gnaw, (laughs) right? I have not felt this tired since the end of 2020, and hell, we were all tired at the end of 2020, right? So because that feeling felt familiar for me, I knew, oh no, I'm out of alignment with who Ta'Keisha is supposed to be at this time of what I wrote on my vision board and who I was working toward becoming in this next season of my life. Oh, this don't feel right. So I need to make a change. So I'm just giving y'all some backstory in real life, impromptu information of why I chose to Record this podcast, make it part of the series, and go live because I feel, and I was told, that somebody gonna resonate with this message. Somebody needs to be in a season of being selfish and just stop trying to be selfless. Like, yo, like take care of yourself, right? So I learned by going through that process on my own in the last like seventy-two hours that I want to learn more about me beyond honestly what even therapy can do for me. And I'm not discounting therapy. Hell, I'm a therapist, but therapists know what I'm talking about. We know the definition of, or we should therapy, coaching, and then other avenues to get your needs met, to be able to express yourself and get problems solved. And for me, I tapped into a variety of things over the last year. And one of them was human design. So as I was going to get my nails done, right, I was listening to some podcasts that kind of got me uplifted, got my vibration going. And Something told me, you got a resource. She already know your whole story. She already told you based off of your birth sign and astronomy that, yo, you are a manifesting generator. Look it up, right? So when I actually sat down one day and really thought about, well, what is a manifesting generator? Like it came with a 50 page report, but I really wanted to know what is it really, you know? And one of the things that came up for me that was hella simple was you're a manifester. You got a generator. Takesha, what is a generator? A generator stays on for a long time, but when it shuts down, everything shuts down around it. And I said, well, damn, that is a hell of a simple example of what depletion looks like for me when I feel overwhelmed. So I see, yeah, Melissa, um, exactly as therapist, we know when it's time to take action. We do, but do we though? Because taking action is not just, if we're talking about business, it's not just joining the next damn coaching program or cohort, right? It's not just adding a stream of income because your pocket's hurting. If your pockets are hurting, first ask yourself, why are your pockets hurting? Why is your cash flow messed up? Not just go and replace the income with something else because you still may be out of alignment because then you just replace the shit, right? So... Bottom line is I started to tap into human design. Human design is really giving you an understanding of who you are on a personality you know, level and just how you show up in life. And for me, really how to operate with an alignment of who I am made to be and who I desire to become, right? So my mission right now is really focused on manifesting abundance in all parts of my life. And it's not to say that I won't go through harvesting seasons, but it does mean that I have a right to decide If I have a choice, what kind of harvesting season I'm about to go into, right? So when I think about overwhelm and out of alignment, I think about various chapters that I've been through in my life. And the reason I chose to share these is because looking at the community and other podcast episodes that I've recorded, it seems like the ones that I'm going to share, just like giving you a categorical idea of overwhelm leading to a sense of out of alignment is that when I share these, these are what people seem to resonate with the most, even if you're not a therapist. Okay. So I wanted to, or again, I'm focused on um, abundance, not dysfunction. So I chose to, when I was at the nail shop, that's where I left off. Sorry. I digress is that something told me, Hey, why don't you hit up your human design coach and make an appointment? You know, y'all been meeting for months and months. You took a break off a month and a half. Why don't you hit her up again? Because instead of trying to do all of this by yourself, Why don't you go to someone who does understand how you operate and where you want to go? They can listen to you from an objective standpoint, similar to therapy, but it's a different strategy. Okay. So when I look back at various chapters in my life, I realized, and let me know if this sounds familiar. I loved to do certain things, to serve certain people, to have certain streams of income. But then I started to feel weird when I wasn't in love with it anymore. And don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that I don't love it It just means that something has taken another priority. So for example, I chose to leave my job that paid me $130,000 a year with overtime at the county working in the jail system and in the community simply because I'm going to highlight the red flags So, I hope that y'all are going to sit here and look at y'all chapters of y'all life and see how many red flags do you choose to ignore and then that turns into baggage. And then that turns into just a big ass snowball in which now you're going to break down and you wonder why you break it down and why you ain't in alignment right? <laughs> with your goals. So that was one of the biggest ones in my career that stands out is leaving my job, paying over six figures. And the red flags for me were nauseated, pulling over, driving to the jail, vomiting on the side of the road, right? Multiple times having a headache in which it felt like somebody was knocking a bell in my head. Every day, and I felt like literally somebody went in my head and they were squeezing my brain. That's how I felt. That's how I described it to the doctor. I went to the doctor twice. They said, girl, you stressed out. I said, no, I don't. I love my job. Default, <laughs> right? And I was like, no, 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 I love my job. And they said, yeah, you can let your job, but you stressed out over something. And I said, well, I'm I'm, leaving, I'm living the happily single me. You know, I got to that stage where I process all that baggage after a divorce, right? So they were like, but you stressing over something though. Because why, why would you come here twice in like 30 days? Something is wrong, right? And I felt like what they were hinting to was something that I already knew, which was psychological. I'm overwhelmed and I need to process something inside. And so that was the first set of red flags that I can remember that I had to overcome because I ended up having to leave the job because I wasn't in alignment. But what I also want you to hear is that you should not wait until you get like that to have the physiological symptoms to then say, oh, I gotta go. Like when you start feeling the internal and external thoughts come in, you need to reevaluate quick, right? Another one is I chose, chose to close my group practice. Now I'm sharing this one because my red flags were not, I was unhappy, but it was more about, I woke up one day, but it was thoughts over time. And I said, you know what? I feel like I should be focusing on Takesha. Now, the red flags did pop up, not in the way that most people would anticipate. It wasn't like, oh, I don't like my group practice or I loved my group practice. I love the clinicians that I hired over time, right? I had my group practice for like a tail bit under five years, right? And I teach therapists now how to manifest a profitable group practice. But what I will say is that because I was constantly exerting energy out to other people, I realized that the common theme that kept coming up for me is, Well, when is it going to be your turn? When is it going to be your turn to focus on your brand? Hence the birth of Dr. TK. Dr. TK did not exist before that. I was known as Dr. Jackson, Dr. T, Takisha, TK, right? But I was never known as Dr. TK. That didn't happen until that light bulb went off. And that came out because I invested in myself, went to an event with a friend, ended up joining a coaching program. But even before I joined the program, part of the reason why I joined is that The stimulation that I received in the room was like no other. And I was like, yo, like, how are all these people this fired up and ain't got no job? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a whole ass mortgage. I got whole ass student loans, right? And car notes and stuff. And it was just being in the room with great people who believed that they were going to be successful. And that was like mind blowing to me. So let me be clear. It wasn't that my closure of my group practice were the red flags. Oh my God, I didn't like group practice. I know somebody going to hear that, right? But what I am saying was I started to feel out of alignment with red flags that will come up about running a group practice in the state of California with the IRS stuff changing in which I started to get pushback from, and my clients have heard this, interviews. So let me give you a sneak peek. Over the last 10 years, the rules have changed in terms of, in certain states, group practices have to W-2, especially interns, but they may have to also W-2 licensed clinicians. California and New York are two of the states that the crackdown happened real bad with the IRS, right? So what does that mean for me? Before I had my son, all of my team members were contractors. When I came back, the rules had changed and I had to make them W-2. Well, what does that mean? That means that I have higher bills. Okay. But that didn't really bother me. I knew it was an investment. I knew I was going to train them and I would get it on the back end later on. It's cool. Right. But where I ran into a problem is clinicians did not believe me when I told them that there is no 60, 40 split. There is no 70, 30 split. The law is in the state of California, based off how I run my business, that you have to be an employee to the point where one interviewee, which I called her for a second interview. She told me on the second interview, she consulted with an employment attorney. I said, oh, because I felt the pushback, but I was like, let me meet her for the second round. Right. And I said, well, out of curiosity, what did the employment attorney tell you? And she said, well, he told me exactly what you told me, but it bothered me more so that, I mean, at least she took the step to find out the truth, even though it just felt weird, right? As the employer, but it just made me wonder, well, damn, I'm having interview after interview after interview. I'm offering job after job after job. Some people would decline and saying, no, I really was looking forward to the split. No, I really don't want no taxes taken out. No, I really don't want to be another employee. I could just stay at my job. No, I found another place that can pay me more. Whatever the case may be. I was like, well, if all these damn red flags ain't popping up for a reason, I need to pay attention. Again, if you don't pay attention to the red flags, you will cause a state of overwhelm. And then you will be out of alignment. So what am I saying? You got to take responsibility for where you are. It is not the universe. It is you. You have to be aware of what's happening around you. Another example, I postponed my surgery when I had to have surgery for what's called a septated uterus to have a child. Okay, so it's a whole three-part podcast episode on that. I ain't about to get into that. But bottom line is the doctor told me what needed to happen. Two months before my wedding, I said, oh no. So I postponed it because I just didn't believe that that's what I needed to do. Like I just felt weird about it, right? Because I wasn't expecting the news. So the red flags came up and the biggest red flag was, you need to postpone this surgery. Now, initially I was postponing it because I just felt like I needed to sort the Lord, consults with him, right? But really what happened is I went on our church website and I felt so much sense of overwhelm that I filled out one of those, I need a special prayer like things on the website, right? And they end up assigning me to the elder, which was the only woman at that time in ministry, um, like on the stage, kind of in the pulpit. And so um, I met with her after and oh, she slapped me with that holy word that was so simple, which is, Dr. TK, you're a therapist, right? You're a psychologist, right? And I was like, yeah. But I'm like, I low-key just want to be a woman right now. And she was like, I know. She says, so what do you tell your clients when they have a have a high level of anxiety as you do because my anxiety was really around anest- anesthesia, right? And so I said, well, I'll tell them. And I just shot out like all the strategies, right? And she said, so why can't you do what you tell your clients? And I'm like, well, it's always harder to sit on the other side of the couch. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, um, it sounds like you lacking faith. And I said, I say what? Like I'm coming to church every Sunday. And she was like, you sound like you don't believe that everything will be okay. You sound like you don't have faith enough to believe that if you did make the decision to get the surgery, that you would be okay. Because what she did hear me saying was, well, I don't know what's going to happen after I get surgery. Like, am I going to come out of the surgery okay? Do I have to get another surgery? Like, I was just focused on everything that would go wrong. I was manifesting everything that can go wrong. I wasn't trying to manifest what can go right. Okay? So what was I doing? I was creating the damn sense of overwhelm and the red flags. That led to a decision of, well, I'm not doing it. But the reality of it is the biggest red flag that I missed. So, so glad I reached out and got help was that I was lacking faith because I realized that once my faith was there and it took six months after I got married, but once my faith was there, I went and got the surgery. And if you know the story, I ended up having to go and get a second surgery. But I was cool with the second one because the first one came out okay to the point where Your girl got pregnant three months after the second surgery. So that's one example. I'm hitting y'all with different ones because I don't know your circumstance. It could be a business. It can be a personal one, right? Another one. I joined a program for support, various programs of that matter, but specifically mastermind coaching programs, right? And the reason I chose to join those programs because my red flags were, girl, you are in the same spot. Girl, your money ain't going up. Something is wrong. You keep coming up with all these damn ideas. You keep making money, but you're working more. You're not working less to earn more. You've got to go get help. So I said, oh, I thought that by me having a profitable practice that my other side of my business, the digital product side will work as smoothly as my private practice. Well, hell, how long did it take me to even get my private practice off the ground to the point where it was profitable, sustainable, and I ain't got no problems. Cause see, that's why I do have the Dope Therapist Academy and this podcast is because it was built off of hell, all of my mistakes. Why would you make my same mistakes? I've made them for you. I've taken out five plus years of the process. Why would you go and try to do it yourself? That's dumb. I ain't calling you dumb. I'm just saying behaviors can be dumb. Okay. All the way, Candy, 100. Okay. So... Joined a program to help me like not do the whole insanity thing. What's the definition of insanity? If you're a therapist, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same results. Does that make sense to you? No. You get mad when your clients do it to you. You get mad when your kids do it to you. Okay. So why would you do it to yourself? All right. So bottom line is. I had some symptoms of overwhelm and anxiety across my lifetime, especially in the last few years. Hell, especially in the last 72 hours. OK, and they all led to a sense of anxiety and overwhelm because that's something that I've been battling with my entire life. That ain't no secret. I'm not about to make it a secret. I'm not about to make it look like I'm perfect. Right. Because people will see, oh, looks she, like she's having fun. She traveling. She making eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars, whatever the case may be, whatever you're paying attention to. But even then, like I, I talked to my sister, and she was like, girl, tell me how you made all that money. And I said, girl, I got a team. Girl, all that money is not in my bank account. But from the outside looking in, I'm just using that as an example that people from the outside looking in, including my clients, will just look at the outcome and not understand the journey that's happening behind closed doors that I will never show you. i mean, not to let me not say never, but some things I just don't want to share. I will share the good, the bad and the ugly. But there are some things that are just fucking horrible. And when the time is right, when I can make it a teachable moment and not use Instagram as my diary, then I will bring it to the community. Then I will pull it on my podcast and on Instagram, YouTube, and whatever else I would like to do, because then I'm probably going to receive a download that says, yo, somebody needs to learn this so that they don't do what you did. Okay. So over time, I've learned as we wrap up, I've learned that with overwhelm, the reason why I stayed overwhelmed. Over time, depending on the situation is because I chose to sweep it under the rug, right? You know, like sweeping under the rug and act like it don't exist, but then you got a big ass mountain behind you and you wonder why you can't see like your collect system. You got a big ass bag. Okay. So I want you, I want to ask you a question. What have you been saying yes to that? You're not in alignment with, I'm gonna ask you that again, what opportunities have come up and you know, in the moment you should say, no, but you say yes anyway, maybe to please the person. Maybe you want something from them in the future. Maybe you want to leave a good impression. Maybe they said they were going to promise you something later, but you know, doggone well, it's not that you're not good at it. Let me be clear, but it may be that this is not the season to do it. It doesn't mean that you can't go back to that person, but I am be quite frank. If you know the person, keep it real. Like that friend I was telling you about, I sent her a message and I'm like, yo, You called it before you even invited me and I should have never said yes, but I did thinking I was a superhero and I'm not. And I kid y'all not y'all. This was like 21 days ago, if not less, you are not a superhero. No one is good at all things unless you are him or whoever whatever you believe in like the universe, right? But bottom line is take your cape off. You don't wear one. And the more and more you try to wear a cape and try to do all things or do all things at once, or what I tell my clients, like when you're trying to implement all these new streams of income, all these launches all at once, I'm sorry. You may be making money and I butted heads with my mastermind students. I'm going to be all the way real, right? No shade on them and their desire to be a generator. But at the end of the day, generator or not, the generator goes dead. The generator turns off at some point. The problem is, will your generator be responsible for all the damn plugs in your business at the same time because you decided to do everything at once? I really want you to understand that. A generator will shut everything down. This is your generator. This is your generator, your head, your thoughts, your mindset, your energy. So yeah, am I saying that you could be a multitasker? Hell yeah. But should you be implementing multiple new things at a time. Absolutely not. So put a one in the comment box. If you know right now, you probably need to go hit up somebody and say, Oh, I I can't do that. Even if money is involved, I kid you not. It was last year. I hit up a nonprofit that I still work with and I told them in so many words, but I'm just going to say these words to y'all I'm out of alignment. And the reason I was out of alignment is because they were unorganized and they weren't in alignment. So because y'all out of alignment, it makes me feel like I'm unorganized when I come here because I can't keep up with this disorganization. Therefore, I need not to bring this energy back into my mind, back into my household, because I'm running cold over here and you ain't about to fuck me up. Not to say that, but that's how I felt inside. But I said that F word for a reason. If you hold on to that sense of overwhelm, that is what's going to happen is that you're going to be cursing inside. And then, like I said, if you don't catch those two triggers, you're going to end up going off or breaking up a relationship or a collegial ship at the wrong goddamn time with the wrong person that you probably need to connect with in the future. OK, so be OK with changing your mind, be OK with saying yes and then realizing after you sit down like, oh, this ain't working. But I actually want you to get better over time with recognizing and heightening your awareness to know Me saying yes right now doesn't even make sense. So one of the things that I've learned in human design as a manifesting generator, but it's way more than just my birthday because some people are like, oh, we the same. We ain't the same. Me and you could be manifesting generators and be operating very differently behind closed doors, be thinking differently, show up differently in our relationships. Just because we have the same title does not mean we have the same internal makeup. Please note that. Twins raised in two different households can have two different personalities. Same thing, okay? So bottom line is, I want you to get so good at recognizing when things are not within alignment, that you actually will say something like, you know what? I need to wait to respond. So part of my manifesting generator profile is that I need to wait to respond. Now, luckily I learned that when I learned how to teach, which is one of my professors, she was teaching us how to teach. And she said, if you don't know the answer to something, instead of trying to make something up to your student, why don't you say, you know what? That is a very good question. I don't have the answer but I'm gonna try my best to go find it. And the next time we come to class, I'm gonna bring it up. Let me write that down in my agenda. I kid you not. I do that with my coaching clients. Like I ain't never heard of that, but shit, I'm write it down. Upload the book. I'm gonna go read it, right? Because it sounds interesting to me or it's something I don't know. I don't know everything, right? So how do we figure this out? How do we figure out what? What you should say yes and no to? Pay attention to your energy, right? Energy. I kid you not. It's something sometimes that is not tangible, Brittany it's not tangible. So like going back to that nonprofit, how I knew that I was out of alignment. Let me just describe it. How I physically and psychologically knew that I was out of alignment is that I found myself, excuse my language, bitching and complaining to my friend about the disorganization or unorganization about something. Right. And this happened on multiple occasions with different sites. Right. But what I'm saying is I got so good at it. Where I started to recognize, oh, wait, I just finished complaining. I'm not trying to attract complaints. I'm all about abundance. I will keep repeating myself to that. Oh, no, we gossiping. Oh, no, we can't gossip. And I already done gossip. I asked for forgiveness. I'm human, right? But at the end of the day, I recognize that a lot of my energy has went towards something that I can't even change. Yeah, no, this shit ain't for me. So pay attention to your energy, right? So pay attention to your conversations. Pay attention to who's egging you on. Cause that may tell you something about your friendship circles of influence. Pay attention to how you feel after you talk about it, after you send the email, after you get on off the phone, pay attention to when you on the phone or on zoom. Do you want to roll your goddamn eyes? Like here come this bullshit again. If you even feel like that, it's kind of like when a friend calls or a family member calls and you look at the phone and you like, damn, I don't want to talk to them. Let me know if you put a two if you you know you done done that before. You look at your phone and you like now I don't want to talk to them because here they go again. Last time they kept me on this damn phone for an hour, the conversation was not reciprocated. I feel like I give, give, give. They take, take, take. Well, what they gonna complain about today? I mean, damn, I'm in a good mood, right? And what'll happen is nowadays people know you send their ass the voicemail, right? So now you're looking at your phone and saying, like, but I can't click decline for send a voicemail because then they're gonna know I saw it. So I got to let my phone ring. And then you look at your phone and you feeling more and more frustrated energy. So if you feel that sense of energy, I don't give a damn if it's your parent. You need to pause, pause the generator. Don't feel like you got to keep going and make a different move. Maybe it's that you need to be in an embraceful state to even have that conversation as a therapist. We do that all the time. In the beginning of practice, we take on clients that does not meet our avatar, probably because we don't even know what that is. When we first start our private practice and then what tends to happen over time is you get more and more clear. And then all of a sudden you like, I can't stand this group of my clients. I don't like them or I'm just not happy to see them, but you can't prematurely abandon them. Not ethical. So what do you do? You start bringing it up in the session, in your coaching session. You talk to your therapist friends about it. Like, like in 15 minutes, I got this client, right? Like if you feeling that way in your private practice, You're out of alignment with even who you serve. If you don't want to see someone, you need to ask yourself two questions. Is the client themselves causing this negative energy vibe? Or is something else that happened in my personal life or in my business or in my head or in my bank account or hell on social media at this point? Because sometimes we let that consume us. Has any of those things made me feel this way? And it has nothing to do with my client, which means that you probably, I don't know, you don't need to see the client that day, Right. So am I saying that you need to cancel them? Absolutely not. But I'm just saying like, you need to know what your energy is because you'd be pissed if a client comes into a session and then they're not focused on the session and they're texting on their phone, right? Oh no, that's not allowed. But you can mentally be somewhere else when you serve a client. Nah, it don't work that way. Reciprocity goes both ways in business and in personal relationships. So I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed this uh, pop-up podcast. This will be Lesson learned number five, when the series roll out, I would highly encourage you, if you can, go over to my podcast. All you have to do is either click the link in my bio or go to iTunes or podcast, uh, Apple or Spotify and simply just follow the podcast, right? I would ideally like it if you got an Apple phone or you could do it from the Apple one, right? Because what that does is it shares my podcast with other people. One of the reasons why people don't even know I have a podcast outside of like they on my Instagram or something is because... As a therapist, business coach, it's probably what a handful of us who do what I do, right? And who actually has, how many of us have a podcast that do what I do, right? So if it's less people, some people may think, oh my God, that's great. Your niche is small. But that also means that nobody knows that I exist. I'm not saying nobody, but I'm saying like a large group of people, therapists don't even know that I exist, so if you thought this episode was good, I got over 200 episodes, what you tripping off of, right? So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you're listening on the podcast, definitely share this episode with two or three therapists. If you've watched us on Instagram, depending on if your friends are more visual or audio, you can choose to wait to when the podcast episode comes out or you can just share this video, DM somebody and say, yay, you know, carve out 45 minutes, 50 minutes and listen to this, but also check out her podcast. So I greatly appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. And a oh, big announcement um, because I am recording this in July, even though it may not publish until August. And so we still do have open enrollment for the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. It costs you nothing to join. The link is in my bio. You go to drtk.com forward slash bootcamp, like dr spelled out tk.com forward slash bootcamp, or you go to the link in my bio. It's completely free, but let me be very clear. Okay. The workbooks will be in the course Because there is a free three part course that helps you assess the health, the wealth and the mindset of a business owner for profitable private practice. What we are doing for this boot camp, because it is my 10 years in private practice as of July 2022. So I'm being extra extra. And what I am choosing to do is go live for five days straight in the Facebook community, along with streaming everywhere. But bonuses and additional pop up coaching sessions will only be in the Facebook group. Okay. the reason I choose to stream it live everywhere is because what I just said, people don't know I exist. All right. However, when it comes down to participating in competitions, sharing your takeaways, participating in other challenges and maybe getting some bonuses, all of those things will be in our Facebook community. That is completely free. We start going live on Monday, August 8th. The reason I'm encouraging you to get in now or if you're in, start that course. If you have not been exposed to any of my previous boot camps, it is the assess the health, the wealth and the mindset of a business owner. Three parts with full page workbooks, because I want you to be primed in terms of your entrepreneurship so to become a business owner when you show up to those live sessions or you watch the replay. The replay will be available until August 19th. And I've been receiving now um, because I guess people have been talking about it now. So let me just go ahead and let the cat out the bag. So DTA, the Dope Therapist Academy, it will open up August 15th. Um, it will close August 19th. Okay, if you want to get a test run of how I teach, how I coach, how we engage, see some of my students talk about their wins and struggles in business and private practice, definitely show up to the boot camp or at least get in that Facebook group so you can watch the replays. Like I was saying, the five day boot camp itself will not have worksheets because I actually don't want to press y'all for doing hella homework. I actually just want you to be present, like today, actually, take notes and take action, right? So you may have one prompt go do this. And they some good ones, but we're going to dive deeper into doing a, uh, psychological assessment on you and your business. (laughs) So, uh, Dr. Jackson, the professor will come all the way out as a psychologist as well. And we are going to have some fun, just be ready to be transparent and understand that there is a good, a bad, and an ugly side of business. And we about to lay it all out. So I will see y'all on the next podcast episode. Love y'all share this episode with someone else. Have a great night. Bye. com.